Welcome to the Transformation Academy private client podcast, where all your webinars, trainings, and guest speakers will be uploaded onto audio format for you to listen on the go. So if you do miss a webinar or training or a guest speaker in video form, don't worry. You can capture it here, right on your favorite podcast streaming service. Hi guys, how are we doing? I just wanted to basically break down these fitness myths. Now, a lot of these fitness myths have been highlighted to me through an Instagram poll that I did a couple of weeks ago, where I asked my audience what myths they had heard, and I gave them the answer to see if it would help them overcome those myths and put them on the straight and narrow. I guess that's how you do modern day research through Instagram and social media. But the reality is a lot of these myths are gym talk and why I think they do more harm than good. And it's important to remember that we need to declutter, I guess for a better word, and bypass all this kind of misinformation that you hear out there and ultimately get you going in the right direction to understand that these are just myths they don't make sense, and we're away to myth bust them today. So you've heard it before, gym talk. This is something you hear from friends and colleagues, from coffee shop over kind of eavesdropping to hairdresser salon chat. It's all gym talk, and it's this is primarily the reason why it's stalling your progress. So you've probably heard exercise can replace a bad diet, or crunches can give you a six-pack, crunches, sit-ups, etc. But this has led to many common myths about the do's and don'ts of exercise. But I wanted to be clear that exercise is one of the best things that you can do to help eliminate any health risks and help improve your mental health. Regular exercise can also obviously help you maintain a healthy weight, reduce stress, which is ideal, and obviously strengthen your immune system as well. It also allows you to curb your risk of type 2 diabetes and heart disease. Now, these are all areas that you've probably heard of in the past that exercise helps, but it doesn't have to be exercise as you know it. It can just be general form of movement. So without further ado, let's get stuck in. So here are my top seven myths that I collected from Instagram. It was pretty much how I was doing it. I wasn't posing quite like this when I was replying, but I was lying on the sofa replying to all the DMs. So fitness myth number one, you cannot, you sorry, you can target your fat burn. So spot reducing, can you target a certain area of the body and lose fat there? Well, you may be surprised that the answer is no, you can't. The truth is working out can reduce overall fat, but you cannot control, unfortunately, what part of the body burns fat the most, which is one of the biggest myths I hear. It's like, Calm, but I want to lose uh, the flabbiness around my bingo wings, or I want to lose the shape around my waist. Reality say, well, science and reality say that the, your body breaks down fat and uses its fuel when you exercise, okay? Your body is not picky. It'll literally burn fat from anywhere. 
And generally, the parts that you want to burn fat from are the last parts to go. So it's not just the part that you're working on. Interesting, right? Myth number two, lifting heavy weights bulks women up. What do you think? Myth, true. Lifting weights tones and shapes the body. Now the truth is lifting weights tones and shapes the body. It doesn't make you look like a bodybuilder. For you to look like a bodybuilder, you need to train like a bodybuilder and eat like a bodybuilder. And the chances are you are not doing either of those. It's important to remember that women do have lower levels of testosterone as well. So they don't naturally build massive amounts of muscle. Okay. So what it will do is when you are reducing your body fat around your body by consuming in a calorie, by consuming a high protein diet and being in a calorie deficit, the protein that you consume is going to help maintain the muscle mass that you have. When you reduce the body fat, you get that toned look. There's nothing wrong with you pushing a heavy weight. That'll make you strong. If, you can, if I can do it, you can do it. But lifting weights does prevent loss of muscle mass. Simple, right? Because ultimately, it helps grow muscle tissue. And it helps build bone density and increases the rate at which your body burns calories to keep you at a healthy weight. Yes, that is right. The more muscle you have, the more calories that you burn naturally. So maintaining a healthy weight can help you fight off various diseases. So it's, it's a win-win, but it doesn't make you look like a bodybuilder. So that myth busted. Myth number three, crunches are the best moves for your core. Well, to do crunches, there's quite a lot of movement there. It's quite a lot of things that we have to look at. There's quite a lot of muscles that we have to tense. So is it true that crunches are the best moves for your core? Well, the truth is crunches are one of the least effective core exercises because A, they don't get rid of the belly fat, but B, they actually only isolate certain muscles, right? To basically drop that kind of jiggle that uh, we, we, the majority of us have there, you need to increase the amount of calories that you burn, you need to add in resistance training, you need to add in calorie workouts, and I'm sorry, resistance workouts, and it's important to not stress about it as much because we all have the right to be the body shape that we want and having a six pack, will that make you happy? Probably not. So when it comes to reducing the amount of body fat that we have, crunches will not give you the defined six pack that you're after. Compound movements like squats, deadlifts, chin-ups, push press, bench, walking lunges, press-ups will all help with defining that six pack. When you start incorporating core workouts alongside these main movements, where you're creating an overall strength, you will start to see a reduction in the body fat and an increase in muscle mass around your stomach. Myth number four, exercise can erase a bad diet. What would you think? I've heard lots of times, it doesn't matter what you eat as long as you exercise. 
Well, is this true? I don't think so. Exercise by no way means makes up for a bad diet, right? Diet and nutrition play a larger role than just exercise and weight management. Some foods actually help maintain and prevent various health diseases. So it's important that we take an all-around nutritional approach, not just to exercise and to eat whatever we want. You can still get, I guess for a better word, you can still get um, health issues, etc., along with and whilst exercising if you are consuming a bad diet. Now, a bad diet, in the majority of people's um, opinion, will be kind of junk food. But bearing in mind, a bad diet is probably something that's not consisting of the right micronutrients. It's overindulging in unhealthy foods. Unhealthy foods I would categorize as low nutrient, high in calories, so your confectionery items, etc. But at the end of the day, exercise alone will not prevent you from get having a bad diet. It will flip the switch. It will help you understand that when you're exercising, you're generally going to eat healthier because you're not wanting to eradicate all the hard work that you are currently doing. So naturally there'll be a progress there, but don't think exercise alone means you'll help break that bad diet trend, because it won't. Myth number five, when you stop strength training, resistance training, lifting weights, these are all just words for the same thing, weightlifting, muscles turn to fat. How many times have you said that? Have you heard that? Has somebody told you that? That when you stop working out, muscles turn to fat. Well, the truth is muscles can't turn into fat, just like fat can't transform into muscles. Fat and muscles are two different types of tissue. When you stop strength training, you lose muscle mass and your metabolism slows down. So lower metabolism means your body is burning fewer calories at rest, which can lead to weight gain. Being overweight or obese increases your risk of various cancers as well. All right, so let's, uh, let's break this down. If you're talking on a nutritional point of view, right? If you're talking about consuming calories whilst you're working out, you're going to be consuming X amount. Say you're training four times a week. You're going to be consuming calories to maintain weight and change your body type. If you stop training, if you stop working out, and you still maintain the same amount of calorie consumption, then you are eating more than your body is spending. So we have an imbalance. There's going to be more calories going in, less calories going out, Therefore, you're going to put on fat. You're not going to, your muscle's not going to all of a sudden turn into fat. It's impossible. It can't happen. But because you're not working out, your muscle mass will decrease and your fat mass, your adipose tissue will increase. So you're two different types. One's decreasing, one's increasing. And that's where the myth has come from. 
hope that makes sense. Now, where am I? Number six. Myth number six, you need to spend hours in the gym to get a certain result. Wrong. The truth, you can get all the benefits of exercise, whether you're in the gym or working out from home. The key to exercise is to work out and exercise smarter, not longer. This is where I come in. This is where supersets come in, cluster sets come in, a structured training program comes in. To get the most out of your workout strength training before you do aerobic exercises. Why? Because when you work out, your body activates its limited supply of carbohydrates fast first. So this is the best fuel for short-term and intense exercise, your compound movements. After your body has depleted its carbohydrate storage, it starts using fat for fuel. And the fat is best for aerobic exercise. Okay. So when you're doing, when you're starting a program, this is, or any kind of workout, this is why I put the majority of the complex movements at the very beginning, because you are the strongest at the session. It's, if you're looking to gain strength, which the majority of you are, to reduce body fat, to gain a toned physique, then we need to lay down the strength foundation. And this is why it happens, because you're going to be most alert and have the most energy at the beginning of a session. As the session goes on, the carbohydrate stores will deplete. Fact, that is exactly the reason. When it comes to working accessory muscle groups, you do not need the same amount of um, alertness that's even a word, alertness to um, get through those exercises because they require less neurostimulation. And that is myth number six. So you don't need to spend hours in a gym to get a certain body type. Myth number seven, stretch before exercising. How many people have you seen Sorry, this is my chair. Have you seen that are static stretching? So that is hamstring strength, calf stretch, strength, uh, stretch, quad stretch, etc. Before we went out for a run, it doesn't do anything. And the reason why? It's more effective to stretch after you exercise when your muscles and your joints are warm. You see, stretching before has little to no benefit. Stretching after can improve performance and flexibility, and ultimately helps you maintain a healthy range of motion in your joints. It's also said that uh, stretching can also reduce stress, yoga, decrease muscle tension and cramps, and improve your circulation as well as your posture. So the more fit you are, the better chance you have to fight off diseases. So focus on the true do's and don'ts of exercise and get moving. Simple. Right, so those are the seven myths that are most common and have been busted. But I've also got two more for you. You can't eat after 6 p.m. This is unbelievable, the amount of times people have said this to me. People have asked me questions. Why can't I eat past 6 p.m.? Well, if you think about the logic behind it, you can eat whatever you want, whenever you want, as long as it fits into your daily food targets, your macronutrients, such as your calories, your fats, your carbohydrates, and your proteins. But where does this myth come from? 
This myth has come from the fact that after you've had your dinner, the biggest spell of you being inactive is after your dinner. It's a time where you're sitting down, relaxing, watching TV once the kids have gone to bed, where the, you are more likely to open a pack of crisps, open a family-sized pack of dairy milk buttons, and eat ice cream. You're not going to eat Ben and Jerry's at 6 a.m. in the morning because you've got to, you're going to have breakfast, you're going to work, you're busy, you're doing stuff. But in the evening, the chances are you're going to eat that tub of Ben and Jerry's. So that's where that myth has come from. But ultimately, it doesn't matter when you eat because as long as you eat whenever you like and whatever you like and it fits into your daily food targets that's totally cool but remember to have a nice spread of uh, nutrients across all food groups and finally myth number nine carbohydrates make you fat this is where the keto diet comes from this is where fasting etc etc Carbohydrates don't make you fat. Carbohydrates are the main fuel source that the body uses, like I've already explained. The thing that makes you fat is eating excess calories over a period of time. Think about that. The more you eat and the less, it, less you expend, the more weight you're going to gain. That's it. So a single Food group is not going to make you fat. So your friend or your colleague who's gone on a low-fat, low-carbohydrate diet, um, a ketogenic diet, of course they're going to have lost weight because they've essentially eliminated a complete food group. But the reason they've eliminated the food group is because that diet that they've chosen to go on has put them into a calorie deficit. The calorie deficit is the thing that's made them lose weight, not cutting carbs, not cutting fat, not cutting protein. It's the calorie, overall calorie deficit. It's just not a sexy thing to market. Marketing doesn't sound good with just a calorie deficit. It sounds good, but let's call it some, let's call it low fat diet. Brilliant. People are going to jump on it because that's what they think it is. Low carb diet. Let's do it because that makes you fat. It doesn't at all. Eating excess calories over time makes you fat. So guys, those were ultimately seven, and you got two bonus ones of the most common fitness myths that I hear on a weekly, monthly basis through my Instagram posts, through my Facebook, and from clients, including yourselves. So I want to know, what was your biggest takeaway from this? Have you heard all of those myths before? What one stood out to you the most? What myth have you heard that hasn't been covered in this? Let me know, pop it in the comments below and I will answer it via a, a video because I think it's important that we put these to bed and not let it affect us psychologically and emotionally and understand that consistency, eating in a calorie deficit, walking, sleeping, managing your stress, drinking enough fluids, exercising regularly, strength training, are all things that we need to do on a consistent level to see the results that we're after. So if you have any questions, let me know. Pop them in the comments below as I said. Thanks for watching and have a fantastic day.
hope you enjoyed listening to that episode. If you have any questions at all, please do head over to the Facebook group where, as you know, I am active in there 24-7. Pop your questions below and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Have a fantastic day.